0: It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Zami Durkpen, CEO of Mellow. Zami, how did I do with your last name? Did I butcher it? No, you did great. All right. Well, listen, I'm really excited about today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about an active campaign, Mellow Duo, which is the perfect sous vide product. Uh, Really excited to talk to you about this. So give our audience a little bit of background and tell us where this idea started from and what inspired you to create Mellow.
1: You got it. Um, Well, I did not create Mellow. So my background is I am in the food tech business for about 15 years, probably before the word food tech existed, I was in the uh, meal delivery business. I launched my first business, which was called the Fresh Diet back in 2005, which was uh, a fresh meal delivery service. And after I grew it uh, and sold it in 2014, I came about Mellow. And it was actually the first generation of the machine. It was not produced. I actually read about it on Product Hunt and discovered it and ended up investing in it because uh, I thought it was such an amazing machine. Uh, so I can't take credit for um, inventing it, but um, as we'll get into, I ended up taking the company over and launching the Kickstarter for the second generation product.
0: So when they were creating the first version, I guess if you can talk a little bit about what that process was like and then how you've decided to make and bring in new features into version two, the duo.
1: Sure. So let's start by talking a little bit about sous vide cooking, which uh, some people are probably not familiar with. Back in the day, I had some partners at the Fresh Diet who were chefs. Um, I'm not a a food guy, I'm more of the marketing, sales, uh, tech side of things. And I had some partners who, uh, one of them was a trained chef, one of them was a self trained chef, and they were cooking sous vide before it was popular. Although sous vide has been around in restaurants for a long time, it hasn't really been in homes for quite that long. And what sous vide is, to kind of back up, is it's precision cooking in a water bath. So the only way to really get the perfect temperature is to use a water bath. Meaning if you're cooking in the oven, if you're cooking on the grill, there's gonna be different temperatures all around. But when you cook in a water bath, it actually is precise cooking. So I am not a cook, I had no idea what this was, but I saw my friends and my partners use these machines at home. And eventually, they became a lot more popular, like I said, but they were still extremely difficult to use if you didn't know what you were doing. And since I was familiar with sous vide, I never used it myself. And when I read about Mellow, I got excited because I thought Mellow would be basically sous vide for dummies. And why I say that is because it's really the only sous vide machine that's a contained unit um, as opposed to a handheld version. Most sous vies in the market at home are handheld versions where you have to basically find a pot and put it into a pot. And there's a lot of steps involved. The, the mellow is a self-contained sous vide. Uh, and I thought that was really cool. And at the same time, it was the first sous vide to offer cooling as well. So all sous vide is cooking and the mellow actually acts as a refrigerator um, at the same exact time. And why that's special and what that means is let's take an example of you want to make eggs, poached eggs for breakfast. Now I could tell you that in my 39 years until I was 38 years old, I never made poached eggs. I could scramble an egg, I could do a sunny side up. Uh, That is basically my skill set. But once I started using the mellow, it was as easy as dropping in the mellow and making the poached egg. And it's perfect. It's like a five star chef. Um, However, with any sous vide machine, you would have to set that up an hour or an hour and a half before you want it ready. So let's say it takes an hour and a half to poach the eggs. You want it ready at eight in the morning. If you're gonna do that with any other sous vide besides the mellow, you'd have to get up at 6.30 in the morning and you'd have to set it up. With the mellow, you can put the eggs in or anything else you're cooking at any time. It will keep that ingredient cold until it's ready to cook, okay? So let me dumb it down. You wanna make a rib steak for dinner you need to cook that rib steak for an hour and a half. Any other sous vide, any oven, any grill, you need to rush home at 5.30 and you need to make that steak. With the Mellow, you can put that steak in two days before. Open the app, you say you want that steak ready at 7 p.m. The Mellow will start chilling automatically. It will keep that steak cold until it's ready to cook and it will start cooking. So when I read about this, I was like, wow, you know, this is the ultimate appliance because, you know, it basically solves all problems. It makes any chef a five-star chef and it makes any busy person able to continue being busy and not worry about having to rush home to put up dinner. So that's kind of what got me excited about it.
0: Interesting. So you said you saw it first on Product Hunt.
1: I did. I learned about it on Product Hunt and I ended up investing in the company uh, two years before it actually shipped.
0: Interesting. So how did they go about doing valuations back then for it?
1: Um, I mean, it was a very Silicon Valley, you know, type company. It was actually founded out of Portugal, but the founder moved to San Francisco, went through a lot of, uh, you know, these, um, the word is, is 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 escaping me, but, you know, these incubator type uh, businesses and eventually, you know, fell into a valuation. So it was definitely a, a good valuation for them. And a lot has happened, obviously, since that time, but... It was an exciting product, and they had a lot of uh, money behind it uh, to get it launched.
0: Yeah, which is always helpful. So let's jump into the Active Kickstarter campaign. Talk a little bit about the preparation that you guys did leading up to the Active campaign.
1: Sure. So uh, I came in. I took over the company about a uh, year-plus ago. And for me, right away, I knew that I needed to start working on the second generation. So we started by getting a lot of feedback from our customers, and the two biggest complaints that we found was, one, the tank is too small, and two, we had a lot of people buying two mellows so they could cook two different things at the same time in order to make a complete meal, because as you know, most people have a main dish and a side dish, and if you want to cook a steak and broccoli, uh, you'd have to cook those separately. So that's kind of how the idea for Mellow Duo came about. Um, I decided that Kickstarter would be a great way to go. Um, I always thought that it was a mistake not going with Kickstarter the first time around made by the previous founder. So for me, I never have run a Kickstarter until now, but I've always been a big fan of uh, crowdfunding. I've always kept uh, tabs on it. And I thought that it can be a great way to get the word out and, you know, to start building a second community because, you know, Mellow still, ha- it really has a great community. So going to that community and then adding to that community through Kickstarter uh, by launching the Mellow Duo, which solves the problem of the first Mellow, because as, uh, as you know, if you've seen the Kickstarter, what the Mellow Duo allows is it allows you to cook in a bigger tank or switch that tank out for two uh, smaller tanks and cook two different things at the same time at different temperatures.
0: Yeah, truly impressive engineering on that. You had mentioned the community that you guys had built. And looking at the active Kickstarter campaign, it looks like a strong U.S. contingency in terms of backers and where they're coming from. How did you guys go about deciding, you know, where your target market was and what that audience looked like?
1: Sure. So actually, the first version of Mellow only works in the U.S. and Canada, um, you know, because of the electrical uh, way it was built. And it was always a very, very big problem because we had a lot of interest from other uh, countries, especially Europe, especially Australia. So right away we said, we're gonna build this one and we're gonna make sure that it works everywhere. So obviously we have a nice big community in the US because we've been around for years and that was our target market. But we also had people that have been watching from afar and have been saying, when you guys, you know, have a machine ready for us, we're gonna be all in. So that's why we made, mellow duo available to ship anywhere in the world and that is why we see a lot of interest from other countries I, I just saw today somebody reached out from thailand so we're very excited about that
0: excellent so let's talk a little bit about the prep leading up to the campaign because we all know how important it is the month or two leading up to a launch is what did you guys do prior to launching the campaign To have your campaign, you know, fully funded in the first day, basically, and over $50,000 raised within the first three days.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it's a lot of hard work. I think for us, it was really about making sure that we had an amazing video that really showed uh, the functionality, especially with a product like this. I think that's the most important part. Making sure all the content is really, really good, really, really solid, um, clear, Shows what is special about it, especially the difference between one and two, because we knew that we had a nice base of people. We had people that already own the mellow that would be interested. We have people that never purchased the mellow because maybe they thought it was too small, or maybe you know they had some reserves about it, or again maybe they didn't live in the leave in the U.S. live in the U.S. So we wanted to make sure that all of that was very very clear. So focusing on that page was extremely important to us. You know, working with uh, outside company. To make sure since we've never ran anything like this ourselves, made sure that we had you know their expertise behind us, uh, making sure that we started building digital marketing ads ten days before to start creating a list of you know people that we don't have yet on our list. and then really like hitting our Facebook, our Instagram, and at the same time reaching out to influencers that we've used in the past, or even ones that we've never used. And uh, actually, about a week before, Uh, we launched, I made sure to go to an event called the food media event, where there were a lot of different uh, Instagram people out there and getting them to commit to doing a swipe up on their Instagram story when we launched. And we had a lot of people doing that on the first and second and even third day. So for us, that was extremely important. And we think, you know, I don't think it was one thing that gave us that success of hitting the goal within 24 hours. I think it was a combination of everything.
0: Yeah, you've been working with our agency here at Inventus Partners for a while now. What were some of the considerations that you looked at when choosing an agency to partner with?
1: Yeah, for me, it was really about making sure that they had the experience uh, in, our, uh, in our industry. So when I was uh, doing the research, I found that Inventus uh, worked with a company called Formaggio, which is a cheese uh, making machine that did really well on Kickstarter. I saw that they worked with wine companies. So I felt that they had that, that food tech Experience And for me, that was uh, probably the most important thing, because obviously anybody that is advertising as a crowdfunding support, you know, they know crowdfunding. Um, But for me, I wanted to make sure that they, you know, took it one step further and that they were actually industry specific.
0: Absolutely. So what's the biggest thing that you guys have learned now through the first three days of the, you know, launching the Kickstarter campaign? Any big surprises so far?
1: Um, I don't think there's been any big surprises. You know, I think for, maybe maybe the surprisingness, if that's a word, is um, the most surprising thing is the the messages back and forth. You know, I think we're three days in. And the last I looked, there was about 70 messages. So, you know, there's 250 backers, 70 messages. I mean, that means like, wow, you know, like that's almost a quarter of the people are actually corresponding. You know, I feel like you know, that's very, very high. If you look at any other e-commerce site, you know, if you have a thousand orders, you probably have 10 people that are actually messaging, you you know what I mean? Most people go on a website and they buy something. But I guess with Kickstarter and crowdfunding, it seems like there's a lot more interaction uh, between the backers and potential backers. So that's something that's exciting and a little surprising to me. But, you know, now that I talk about it, it makes a lot of sense uh, with something like this. So I would say that, um, you know, besides that, things have gone pretty smooth. So hasn't been any, uh, any surprises yet. Uh, but for me, it's really about looking at it as more of a, a marathon than a sprint, which is very difficult, you know, because I'm sure that in the first few days you get that, you know, nice big hit and then things potentially continue could, could start slowing down. So for me, it's really about staying focused and figuring out how to make sure the momentum doesn't die down through the 40 days.
0: Absolutely. Well, Zami, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you good to go? I'll try my best. (laughs) So what inspired you to be an investor?
1: (laughs) Um, That's a great question. I'm still asking myself that. I've done a lot of investments and not all of them have panned out. So I ask myself that every day and I don't have an answer. What
0: inspires you to work with entrepreneurs?
1: I just love building things.
0: So if you could cook with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be?
1: i just have to go with Steve Jobs.
0: Steve. All right. What would, uh, what would be your first question for him?
1: Whew, this is tough. Does he want to invest in Mellow?
0: There you go. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite sous vide recipe?
1: Poached eggs. I mean, no, no joke. That is my favorite recipe.
0: Nice. Uh, any book or, that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: My favorite book has always been Good to Great by Jim Collins, I believe.
0: Yep, great read there. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like?
1: I think it's all about transparency. You know, if that's what it seems like to me, I think that as long as there's transparency, it will continue to grow and be successful.
0: Absolutely. Well, Zalmi, this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check out Mellow Duo.
1: Awesome. Well, check out our website, which is cookmello.com, and you'll get to the Kickstarter through there. Uh, Check it out. If you're a cook, this is amazing for you. If you're not a cook, it's even better for you. Uh, It's a great gift for the holidays, and we're going to be launching a meal plan that goes along with that. So for us, that's an exciting part where you literally just get the meals in the mail, and you scan them on the app, you drop them in, and it solves uh, the rest of the issue. So Check that out and look for great things to come from us.
0: Absolutely. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcripts, links to the Kickstarter campaign and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product hype. Zami, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on InventusPartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.